The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a music business coach and the creator of the Female Entrepreneur Musician Platform. Starting tomorrow to May 1st, she will be hosting the 2019 Profitable Musicians Summit, an online music industry conference geared towards helping musicians manage their careers and increase their income. This year's summit speakers include past podcast guests Ariel Hyatt, Ari Hurston, Kevin Bruner, Cheryl B. Engelhart, Sherry Hu, Suzanne Paulinski, and many more, including yours truly. You can find out more about the event by visiting www.profitablemusiciansummit.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome back Bree Noble to the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Bree. Good to talk to you again. Hey, I am so honored to be here. I've just realized I've been here. This is the third time, so I'm feeling like super lucky. Well, one more and you get a free sub. Uh, so, Bree, it's become something of an annual tradition for us now to have you on, to get us excited about this year's Profitable Musician Summit. And I feel like this year is no exception because I've seen the list of speakers and there's a lot to be excited about. Are there any sessions in particular this year that you're really stoked for? Oh, I, I mean, there's so many, it's hard to say, but like, I think one specifically is, uh, my friend Tiamo Divatori talking about creating custom songs and just kind of that, that market that not many musicians have tapped into of ways that they can serve their fans in a really cool, unique way and make some good money doing it and actually, you know, make more money off their songwriting than they're going to make from Spotify or, you know, royalties um, from ASCAP and BMI and, you know, get, selling your song direct to somebody and just having it be like this special thing, you know, for their anniversary or a birthday or, you know, just a special graduation or something, you know, you get to be a part of those people's lives and you get to make some good money doing it. So I'm excited about that one. That is a cool one. I've seen a lot more artists operating in that space now than I ever have. And I think it's because it's less expensive than it's ever been to record music and, you know, people have a more direct relationship with their fans than they ever have, you know, you know, in, in the modern music industry. And so, you know, doing that kind of one-to-one relationship with a fan where you can, com- you know, have a work commissioned by one of your favorite artists is a really exciting development. I'm glad, being, glad you're having somebody talk about that. I know. I mean, I have all these relatives that I have no idea what to buy them. So it seems like a really cool thing, you know, in both directions for the artist and the fan. And, you know, not, not as many people are taking advantage of it. So that's, that's really awesome. And, and a few other ones that I wanted to highlight is ones that you really don't see very often in the music industry talking about ways that we can save money, whether it's saving money while you're on tour. So you're making good money at your gigs and then you're making sure not to spend it all the whole time while you're on tour. Nancy Moran talks about that. We're talking about, you know, how to figure out 
how you can deduct as much as possible on your taxes so you can keep more of your money and just things that a, a lot of musician conferences don't talk about budgeting, you know, maybe not the most sexy topics, but the things that we really need to learn as musicians. And then of course we've got the sexy topics too, you know, marketing with email marketing and social media and, you know, uh, chat bots and all that kind of stuff too. Well, I'd love to pursue that conversational thread a bit more about what distinguishes the Profitable Musician Summit from some of the other conferences that are out there, because there are many and there are a lot of great ones. But I feel like your summit really distinguishes itself in a lot of pretty interesting ways for indie artists, not the least of which is the, of the fact that it's fully online so you can get in the information you need right, you know, right in your pajamas without having yep. to spend money going to some expensive conference. But uh, I'd love for you to talk a bit more about what, what you think distinguishes your, sub, your summit. Well, I think definitely the profitability side, you don't see, I can't think of many conferences, if not any, that talk specifically about that. You know, there are a lot of of, you know, presentations about making money from music, but not a lot of people are talking about keeping as much as you can from the money that you make. And I find that that's a place where money can easily get hemorrhaged in a musician's business or a musician hasn't even set themselves up to act like a business. They don't have a business bank account. They don't know how to track their expenses. You know, all these things that we would just rather forget about and go back to writing songs but, you know, we can't keep writing songs and making money at it if we're not taking care of all sides of our business. So that that's one major thing that's different, I think. And especially this year, we're focusing on both sides of the equation. So we want to make sure that we're making the money and we're keeping as much as we're making. And we're kind of saying it in the way that we want to teach artists to be the CEO of their business. So... Talking about the indie artists that you're you're trying to draw at this conference, in the global sense, what what sort of indie artists is this conference for? Is are indie artists in a particular stage of their career better suited to get more out of this conference, or are you trying to really spread the wealth amongst different career stages? Well, we really do have something for every stage, for sure, because there are all different stages that come to these summits. Um, one thing I think that an artist has to be open-minded to being entrepreneurial and you may not be there yet. You may not have adopted all those mindsets. You may not have given up all that. Like, I don't want to do the business side kind of self-talk, but if you're open to it, then we want to try to help you get past that and become a music entrepreneur. So I think if you're if you're just completely against that and you just want somebody else to handle everything and you're not even open to it, then I don't think the summit is for you. But as far as like what level you're at or if you're full time, part time or a hobby artist, like even hobby artists, I think will benefit a lot because as we all know, being a musician is expensive. And so if you're a hobby artist and you're self-funding all of your own projects, you want to be able to actually self-fund those instead of dipping into your own savings account to do it and you know, constantly being in the red. Right on. If you're interested, listeners, in registering for the Profitable Musician Summit, you can check out a registration link in the description of this episode. And Brie, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the summit, but first, I, I want to just you know have a, a chat with you about something I saw on your podcast, uh, the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, that I thought was really interesting, kind of 
a, a different perspective. It, uh, when I when I was when I saw the description, I was like, "Oh, that's that's fascinating. I gotta listen to this and hear what she's saying." But, uh, you, but by the way, listeners, you can check out Bree's podcast at femusician.com. And on your podcast, you talked about why it can be dangerous for indie artists to have too many ideas and that indulging too many ideas in one's career can actually be problematic, which to me, at least at first glance, would seem to go against the conventional wisdom that we all have, which is, you know, ideas equals good. But I think your insight was really spot on in that podcast. Can you tell the listeners why too many ideas in some cases can be problematic? Sure. It, it The main reason is because we don't focus. We get squirrel syndrome or, you know, shiny object syndrome or or whatever you want to call it. And when we're creatives, we have amazing ideas bouncing around all the time. They're coming to us in all, you know, in our sleep, you know, when we're exercising, like all these great ideas. And that is awesome. And I don't want artists to like shove that down and not embrace that. But you have to have a plan for those ideas, because if every time a new idea comes in, you start following that, you're constantly on these rabbit trails and you're never staying focused on the things that you actually want to make progress on. And so you never get anywhere. It's like, you know, two like two steps forward, three steps back or to the side or, you know, up and down. And you're constantly staying in the same place because you're being distracted by this, that and this other thing in different directions. So. I teach my students to have what I call um, kind of this idea vault where you inspiration vault is what we call it. And whenever you get an idea, but it's not something about what you're working on at that time and what your goals are for that, you know, month or quarter, then you put this idea in the inspiration vault and you make sure and, you know, explain what it is so you don't forget. Cause as we get older, like it's really easy for these ideas to just like fly out of your head. So put them down and make sure that you can revisit it later, but then lock it back in the vault and don't let it distract you from what you're working on because otherwise you'll get to the end of your month or quarter and you'll look at your goals and you won't have been making any progress, but you've started another 50 projects. No, that's really great insight. You you even sort of took the words out of my mouth because right when you when you started bringing up this idea of not having too many ideas, what, the the question I was immediately going to ask was, what are some actionable strategies that artists can incorporate mm. to keep themselves organized? And I think your idea vault makes a great deal of sense because uh, I mean, yeah, that's the fear I always have. Like whenever I come up with new ideas, I'm afraid that if I don't start working on them right away. I'm going to forget because, you know, there's so many things flying around in my head and I imagine it's uh, the same way for a lot of the indie artists who listen. So I think, you know, taking note of that idea and, you know, putting it in a place where you can work with it later, but putting it off to the side so you don't distract yourself from the, the task at hand makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's true for songwriting too. You know, if you're writing, you're working hard on a song and then another song gets started in your mind, you don't want to then just go on to that song because you'll have about a hundred half written songs and you'll never finish one. Uh, to remind the listeners one more time, the Profitable Musician Summit's running from tomorrow till May 1st, and you can find out more by visiting the link in the episode description. Bree, is there anything else about the summit that you want to share with the listeners that we didn't touch upon? Well, I think the the coolest thing is that the people that we've gathered are people that you usually would have to go to major conferences, as you said, you know, 
like the ASCAP conference, CD Baby conference, South by Southwest and, you know, Taxi Road Rally, like places like that where you've got to fly, you've got to spend money on hotel and food. And you're getting to experience all these people talking about some of their specializations and really sharing not just like surface level information, but you know, if you guys know me at all, you know that I don't allow surface level information. I get just like Ryan does, you know, he asks the hard questions, he gets deep and that's what I like to do because there's no point in surface level information. So we get into the nitty gritty in this and you're getting, you know, people who are actually charging, you know, thousands of dollars for their courses or they're being paid to speak at these conferences and you're getting to experience them for free. So, you know, what else do I have to say other than that, I think? Yeah, listeners, these 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 uh these summit speakers are the best of the best. They're all the people that I want to be when I grow up, <laughs> uh, including Sherry, who, <laughs> including who's, your... who's like 10 years younger than I am. And I still want to be her when I grow up because she's amazing. <laughs> uh, just, just so many, just excellent, excellent people who, uh, many of whom I've had on this podcast a bunch of times. And the idea that Breeze got them for an extended period of time to really ask deep probing questions that are directly related to helping artists become more profitable and move their careers forward. Woo, so very, very exciting. I'm excited for this. Um, we've been talking about it on the podcast for weeks now, and we're so glad that it's finally upon us. Uh, thank you very much, Bree, for talking about it with us, getting us more excited about the summit. Before we let you go, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners to help them move their careers forward? Absolutely. For me, it's all about community. I've built my entire business around creating a community for artists. And I think that as an artist, if you don't have a community to support you, it's going to be so much harder to make progress because you won't have anywhere to turn for advice. You won't have anywhere to turn when, you know, you have a bad day, which we all will. You know, we might all have 50 bad days next year, but then, you know, we have a place to get support. And then when we have 50 good days, we have someone to celebrate with. So it can be a lonely journey as an artist. So make sure that you find a community where you really feel like you get that support. So, so true. Brie Noble, everybody, check her out at femusician.com, profitablemusiciansummit.com. You can register for the summit in the episode description for this episode. Thank you so much, Bree, and thank you all for listening to the Break the Business Podcast.